Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about how can you help others solve their problems? I've had several different questions in the last few weeks about this, specifically in how can I help my teenager and or young adult to really process through and solve some problems uh, without telling them what to do. Because as you, as you know, the, this particular age group, they know everything and they don't want to be told what to do. And once you go down that road, you start to lose influence. So I'm going to share with you the simple five-step uh, solution system that I have for solving any problem. Uh, it's so ingrained in me. It's, it's something I use all the time. I'm going to try to keep it very, very simple for you so that you can, uh, you know, I would highly recommend that you write down these steps and that you practice it. I promise you when you use this, whether it be at work or at, at home or in school or in your community, people are going to start to notice, oh my goodness, that you're an expert in solving problems. Uh, you don't have to be an expert in solving all their problems. You just have to be an expert in these five steps. Okay. Enjoy. All right. So I've had several people ask me this week about how to either solve problems themselves or to help other people solve problems. So typically, um, you know, several people actually have asked me about how do I handle either my teenagers or my very young adults, kind of walking them through that problem solving process without telling them what to do. Or how can I work with an employee um, who is having some difficulty, but you just want to kind of coach them through. So I've got a very, very simple five-step system that I'm going to share with you today. Um, I've actually done a lot of teaching on this, but I'm really going to boil it down to the nitty gritty. Okay. So you may want to take some notes on this because it really is a very simple process, but it can help you help anybody. So I don't know if you know this or not, but my PhD that I'm finishing right now is, is in education. Uh, my specialty is assessment, evaluation, and accountability. So really just how to take people and groups and systems through the change process. And, you know, as, as I've studied that, of course, there's a lot having to do with strategic planning, visioning, um, business and organization development, change theory, things like that. And... Uh, I have been able to, along with my uh, John Maxwell team members and, and the learning that I've had there, uh, my topic of study is really looking at how coaching influences uh, specifically cl classroom quality, if you will. So I say all of that because uh, I've done a lot of studying. I've done a lot of work. I've had a lot of experience in problem solving. And I could probably teach... I don't know, two, three weeks on problem solving, but I'm really going to share with you this five-step system that's literally you can use with anybody, okay? So the first thing is that we want to identify what the real problem is. Most times when I'm working with another person, the, the problem that they say is the problem is not really the problem. So for example, you know, think about it this way. Let's say your, your good friend comes to you and 
um, has had a really long day at work and says, oh my gosh, let me tell you what an idiot my boss is, right? So the problem is probably not the boss, but the problem is probably, you know, the underlying cause of why this person is triggered by that boss. If you look at all of the employees, you're probably going to have a continuum or a spectrum, if you will, of, of people and how they interact with this boss. You're going to have some people who like that boss, no matter what, some people who don't like the boss, no matter what, and other people who are kind of in the middle. So the problem isn't that the boss is a jerk, and quite frankly, even if they are, okay, because sometimes they could be, they could be a little challenging, um, but even if they are a jerk, the problem is, is not that, it's how is your friend going to deal with this person, right? So first it's identifying the real problem. It takes a little bit to kind of sit with a person, let them talk, let them process things out. Uh, especially if you're dealing with children or teenagers, you've just got to let them talk it through until they realize what the real problem is. This is why this, this step is very difficult for some people because some of us have been trained. It's your job, especially if you are a parent or um, a leader or supervisor, manager, whatever, that if you're in that role, that it's your job to tell somebody what to do. No, it isn't. Actually, that's an authoritative leadership position. Your role is to save space for this person, right? So hold space so that they can process. And this step is really hard if you're not used to that. Okay. So let them talk it out until they finally understand what the real problem is. Now, the second step, which could be equally as hard, especially if you're not really in touch with your own emotions, is that we want the other person to process their emotions about whatever's happening. Now, some personality styles just, uh, they don't see the value in emotions. You know, they're, they're trying to come from a more logical kind of data mindset. And so when they look at emotions, they're like, no, 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 that actually gets in the way. I agree. They get in the way, but you cannot ignore them and you cannot sweep them under the rug or they will, the, uh, I like to think of it as the emotions can, um, be like dirt and, and junk that's clogging up your engine. The only way to really take care of those to move on in this problem solving process is to really identify and, and value that these emotions are real and they're there. So for example, you know, your friend comes in, says, oh my gosh, this, this, you know, boss is a jerk. And so you've got down to the real problem of, you know, uh, this is why I'm feeling the way I am with this person. And then you ask them questions, you know, what are you feeling? Maybe it's a mixture of anger and frustration, but it could also be a, a mixture of, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were angry and frustrated, but they were also excited. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And they said, I'm excited because I now know this is not the place for me. I need to find a different place. And that excites me. And she had never had that thought before. I was like, oh, that's a really good feeling. That's a, that's something we need to acknowledge. So you want to get them to identify as many emotions as possible. Now, some people are going to be better at this. Some people are not. Uh, I, I find with steps one and two, you're either really good at, at the, at one or the other. 
until you really practice with this, you, you might have difficulty, but you can get good at both of them. Okay, so now you've identified what the real problem is and you've talked about the emotions that you have. Now, you don't have to be a therapist. You just have to ask them questions. How does that make you feel? Okay, then you go into the next step, which is almost like kind of a... Uh, faking to the right, if you will, or going in the back door. But basically what you're going to do is try to get that person to think about a time in their life where they've been successful at something like this. So uh, maybe you've known your friend for a long time and you know that, you know, she had a really difficult relationship at one point and she, and so you can point back to that and say, Hey, do you remember when you were with so-and-so and you know, you were able to turn that around? And they'll be like, yeah, so you're, you're stopping to think about the current problem and you're thinking about a past success that you've had. Okay. Then you, then you say, okay, well, you know, what were the lessons that you learned during that time or who helped you or what resources did you have available to you? Or what did you learn about yourself? That's step number four. So get them to talk about a past success. And then what were the things that helped you in that, that, um, past success. And then step number five is looking at how can you apply that to this situation? So maybe your friend, um, you know, during her, uh, I'll use an example of a friend of mine. I I literally was talking to her about this the other day and she said, well, you know, during that breakup, I, I went to a class and I learned about personality styles. And that's where I realized that, uh, we were not compatible. And if we were going to stay together, I was have to going to have to do a lot of work. He was going to have to do a lot of work and neither one of us wanted to do that. And so that's when we found out, yeah, this is not for us and I need to move on. I said, okay, great. How can you apply that to this current situation? And she said, well, I can definitely dig out that information on personality styles. Awesome. See if that helps you to work with your boss right now. But you see, since she had that epiphany in the emotion section about this excitement about moving on, I said, how could you, um, you know, you, you moved on after that boyfriend, what helped you? And she said, oh, having my close knit, knit friends, um, you know, helped. And I said, are you doing that now? And she said, no, I really haven't been meeting with my friends. I said, how could you do that uh, as you're transitioning to this new job? And so she came up with this plan that she was going to um, try really hard to kind of increase her skills while she was still at this job. She's going to start looking for a new job. Um, She was going to uh, be very cognizant of personality styles when she was looking for a new job and a new boss. I was like, wow, that's awesome. So not only did she solve her current problem, but she learned more about herself. She felt very resourceful, right? Um, Because sometimes when we're dealing with a problem, it can feel like we don't know what we're doing and we're lost. But she felt even better after this process. So those are the five steps. Identify what the real problem is. Identify what the emotions are, as many as possible. Think about a past success. What were the lessons that you learned or the resources that you had during that past success that helped you be successful? 
and how can you apply them to your current situation? Every time I use this system with my coaching clients or even with my own kids or my, my husband or friends, uh, it's very simple. The, what I love about it is that you really just have to remember the five steps. And if you forget one or two, it's okay because they're almost like a natural thing. But you don't have to know anything. You don't have to give advice. You don't have to tell somebody what to do. It, it lets you off the hook. Now, for some of you, you really like to tell people what to do. So this is going to be a challenge because you can increase your level of impact and influence when you ask questions as opposed to telling people what to do. So using a coaching model rather than a mentoring model. And for those of you who (laughs) you never know what to tell people to do, guess what? When you use this model, people will walk away from you and they'll have this feeling of like, oh my gosh, you are an expert. And they'll see you as an expert in everything. (laughs) They'll feel really good, feel really resourced, their problem will be solved, but you will not have done anything other than save space and ask some questions. It's powerful. Practice this, okay? Now you can do some level of this with your own children. If you're a parent or a teacher, you know, what is the real problem here? Um, sometimes I've worked with my, my kids and, uh, we've both realized the real problem is you need to take a nap or you need to have a snack, right? Uh, so they didn't need to go through steps, you know, three, four, and five. Once they identified the problem as, you know, this is what's happening and this is how I feel about it. Oh yeah. Well, take care of yourself. Right? So the real problem wasn't anybody else or anything else. It was that you needed a little bit of self-care. And ironically, they've switched that up on me where, where they intuitively kind of get these five steps now. And they've said the same thing to me. Uh, you know, Hey mom, uh, I think you need a timeout. <laughs> I, I love when they do that, by the way. Um, so try this. One thing that I would suggest is that you try it on yourself. Uh, maybe you can take a, a recent problem that you had or maybe one that you're facing right now and go through those five steps for yourself and see what happens. Another thing that you can do to practice is literally, you know, somebody in your life, I would say an adult, um, but somebody that you're very close to that you say, Hey, I want to practice this. You know, what, what kind of problem do you have? And you can practice that. The real thing is, is just to be present with somebody, just to, to ask more questions than tell them what to do. Um, and if you can identify the real problem and, and notice their emotions, you're already halfway there. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, I hope this really kind of boils down a few things and, and I thank you to, to the many people. I think in the last three weeks, I probably had five or six people ask me some variant of the question of how in the world can I help, especially the older teenagers and young adults? Use this process. I promise you it, it will work for you, okay? If you have any questions, p- please feel free to email me and, and let's talk those through, okay? Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.